right. <laughs> Good morning, Restoration. Welcome to uh, the worship service this morning. Obviously, I'm not Ryan, and uh, so this is, you got me today. My name is Dan Zesvorka, um, for those of you that don't know me. And I'll be talking to you about Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16 this morning. Before we get into that, uh, a few months, a couple months ago, Ryan talked about liminal space. I don't know if you remember that uh, sermon. He, we were out in uh, the outside near uh, Faith. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the name of it is. We were in the patio area of that church, uh, Covenant Church on 64th. I should know the name. <laughs> anyway, Ryan was talking about liminal space and how important it is that when we're in a space that's uh, in transition or kind of in a doorway, you're passing through from one side to the next, how that can be crucial for faith. And we shouldn't uh, ignore those times or think that they're, they're nothing. And uh, we are very much in a liminal time right now. But uh, anyway, uh, he talked about that, and I believe the, uh, this passage this morning talks about liminal space, and I want you to look for that. Um, in the, when I read the scripture here in a moment, I want you to look for the liminal space that is uh, talked about in this passage, that transition space. All right, let me go ahead and read uh, from Mark chapter 10. Uh, verses 13 through 16. Please uh, read along with me. I'll put it up on the screen for you as well. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant, and he said to them, Let the little children Come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And notice that enter, that's that liminal space. You're entering the kingdom. And he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on them and bless them. In the New Testament, children are talked about a lot, not in the sense of children themselves, but the church and the disciples and followers of Jesus are called children by Jesus, by Paul, by John, the early teachers and preachers of the church would call the members of the churches and the members of the, of the gang of disciples children at various times. And so we have all these passages in the New Testament that refer to us and to them as children. And some of the main themes that come up 
when the New Testament is talking about children. Because here Jesus says, hey, you can't enter the kingdom unless you're like a little child. But he doesn't tell us what is a little child like. He doesn't tell us the things that he's thinking about in terms of what are children like. So uh, we have to look a little deeper, a little further on into other passages of Scripture in the New Testament. And as I studied this, the 30 to 50 times that we that, that believers are called children, I noticed some themes coming out. And one of those things that came out was that children trust. There's all this uh, teaching and advice in the New Testament. Trust, believe, trust in the truth, trust in the light, trust in God, trust in Jesus. So trust is a huge factor for children. Um, the second thing that comes up is imitation. Imitate me, Paul says, as I imitate Jesus. Jesus says, do what I do. Do what the Father does. Have compassion on others because the Father has compassion on others. There's all these passages about here's how you live. Here's what you do because you are children of God. Imitate. And so ch children are teachable and they imitate what they see in adults for good or bad a lot of times. The third thing that I've kind of pieced together with uh, different passages is that children are curious. Children are looking for treasure. They're looking for good. They're looking for surprises. They're, they're new to life and, and everything seems to surprise them and give them wonder and, and, and thanksgiving in, in all the good things that, that are around them that they haven't seen before, they haven't experienced before. And so that's a big part of uh, what it means to be a child. So we're gonna focus in on those three things this morning in terms of this passage, in terms of who we are, trust, imitation, and curiosity. One more thing, um, Mark is writing this story about Jesus and the children in a strange, this is kind of strange to me, but Mark is writing this story just about when the children that Jesus was blessing, if they were small children, just about the time that they are reaching adulthood, Mark is now putting down these thoughts. And so you can imagine maybe one of those children that somehow got connected with the church and grew up in the church and remembers when Jesus laid his hands on that, them and, and blessed them, that child is now reading the gospel of Mark and saying, hey, that was me, that was me. I was sitting on Jesus's lap and he blessed me and, and here I am today. So uh, Mark is thinking uh, in some sense, maybe he's thinking about these, these children, but the thing that he does that in this story that I really like is that he brings it to a simple, he portrays it in a very simple form. In fact, he does it as if it were a children's book. Um, Mark in these verses does everything in threes, or is it, how do they do that? The three pointer, everything in threes. And so if you look at it uh, just very carefully, Verses 13 through 15 
have three parts. First, the children are brought to Jesus by their parents, by their families. Second, the disciples don't like it. They rebuke the children. Third, Jesus gets angry and he teaches the disciples and everybody around them what the truth is about being like a child. Three parts. And then when Jesus, in verse 16, again, we see this repetitive one, two, three. Jesus takes the children in his arms. He lays his hands on them and he blesses them. Simple story told as if it were being told to children. That's what I love about this passage. So um, I'm going to transition now. I'm going to show some time with my grandkids displaying some of these uh, characteristics in them. Trust, invitation, and curiosity. Uh, and I'll be talking about uh, how this affects us at, with some of the footage from this little adventure we had. I'm gonna include some footage of something we did together and I, I will be preaching over the top of it. And it's, this is a big experiment. And maybe that's the child in me that wants to do something creative for you all. see you. How's it What's going? Up? We're going to go boating today Yay. down Yay. Clear Creek River. Where are we okay. starting? Uh, right here. Come over here. I'm going to teach you guys some things that I need you to know when we go boating so that uh, we're all on the same thinking when we go down the river. So okay. in case an emergency happens, we know what to do. Okay. Where are you guys' life vests? I'll go oh. get it. Go grab them. <laughs> so here we are. This is me with my grandsons. I'm going to teach you a little bit what it means to be children and entering the kingdom. How come children have an advantage? What gifts do they have that help them to be able to enter the kingdom before adults? So, so do you guys trust these life vests? You feel like these are good life vests? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. So you have trust in them. What about the boat? Do you trust the boat to yeah. float? Yeah. Yeah, you bring lots of stuff in. Why do you trust the boat? How come? You bring um, lots of stuff in it to like power. I use it a lot and I've never sunk. And you guys have been in it before, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to teach you a few things that we need to know. Oh, one more thing. Do you trust me on this trip? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you trust me? Because you've been boating way more than we have. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. So. Now, you guys are probably gonna sit in the back of the boat. Don't get in yet. And I'll probably sit in the front and, unless it doesn't feel comfortable to us. 
but I want to be facing this way and you know in case wrap I will be facing backwards but you guys will be facing forward so you can tell me what's coming okay and I'll look around um also one thing you need to know is don't panic if we go through a wave in the in the river and this boat fills with water don't worry because it still will not sink so you don't have to panic you don't have to jump out you're just going to be like a bathtub for a little while until we can get over to the shore and dump it out but it will not sink because even full of water it's still good yeah so don't jump out if if you think oh no it's sinking don't don't do that also um, if you were to fall out of the boat, do you know what to do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah what, what, just, do you, what do you do? Well, um, well we're just, have our life vests on the whole time. All right. So, so let me down. show you what you to do. You'll have your life vests on. But if you fall out, you float with your life vest. You put your feet up like this, and you're floating down the river like this. Then, as soon as you can, you go like this and try to get to the shore. Okay. So you try to get yourself to the shore and swim to the shore, but don't panic too quickly. Just try to get over there as fast as you can and grab something. Okay. All right. So let me see if you guys understand that. What are you going to do? You just fell out of the boat. <laughs> oh no. What? Okay. Where's the shore? The shore is the garden. How are you going to get over there? No, not with your feet backward. Yeah. You got to kind of go backwards. Oh, I got there. it. I got it. <laughs> Good. So if you fall out of the boat, remember to keep your feet up, float down river, and try to get to the shore as fast as, as quickly as you can. Okay. And then I'll come get you. All right. I don't think you will fall out of the boat, just in case. Uh, any questions? Nope. Any questions, Johnny? Uh -uh. All right. And so we're going to be on the river. We're going to be looking for some. What treasures did you learn about? Well, we learned that God is treasure. God is treasure? The um, earth. The earth is the earth treasure. And the river that we're floating me, in. Everyone around us is a treasure. We're treasures to each other. Me. And we're treasures to ourselves. And we're treasures to ourselves. And, and, and God has treasure for us in the end in heaven too that is waiting for us. All right, so we're gonna be looking for treasure, having fun floating down the river and enjoying God's treasures. Let's find. Let's if we get. Uh, it, let's be like pirates and. Yeah, let's be like pirates. You can chest. leave it on. Pirates, let's good. Be like treasure. Find treasures. Okay, sounds good to me. I think that. Uh, the river is a very good analogy, a very good image for us of what the kingdom's like. We live on the land and, and we can uh, control what happens on the land. We, we walk around, we go where we want, we stop when we want and where. Uh, we can rest by sitting down on the land and being there. In the river, it's very different. You go where the river wants you to go and you can't really stop unless there's a, a kind of a lull or an eddy where the water's circling around and uh, you're guided by the water. And the kingdom is very much like that. It's very different from the world. And yet we assume, I think we often assume that it's very much like the world, just a little teeny bit different. 
sure the world and the kingdom share some things um, in the on the land uh, there is water but it's so it's in it's in dew or it's in the soil and, and it really is in small quantities where in the river it's massively controlling everything um, and in river there's land there's soil floating in the soil in the river and it's also underneath uh the water you know so in in some sense the world is below the kingdom the kingdom dominates uh the surface and and the upper part of what's important i think this is a really good analogy for us and this is why jesus tells us you've got to be different in order to enter the kingdom because if you assume that it's like the world, if you do what you normally do as a, an adult in the world, you're not going to make it in the kingdom. And some of the things that uh, I've tried to point out with my grandsons here, and I think that we've uh, we've lost, is some of that trust. Um, just take some some areas that where kids are very different than us, like this trip actually, but. Um, say provision god says he will provide for us and he will give us what we need on a daily basis he will care for us and yet as adults uh, we like that but we don't really trust that because we have all these mechanisms in our lives to uh, trust in besides god so we put money in the bank we fill up our pantries we we put away and invest for our retirement um, because that's how things operate in the world and in God's kingdom doesn't really function here. But Jesus says you've got to get into the kingdom and get out of the world in some sense. And so you look at kids, they trust their parents. Jesus says, trust your father in heaven. And I know that when my kids were growing up, they trusted me. Uh, I never saw them taking food out of the pantry and putting it in their bedroom under their beds or hiding uh, something under their pillows because they're thinking, oh, my dad might not be able to feed us tomorrow or my mom might not make something to eat tomorrow. So I better be prepared to have something in case we go hungry. Kids, kids aren't like that. They trusted me wholeheartedly with their lives. And that's what Jesus says, that's what you need to do with the Father. That's the only way to enter the kingdom is to trust. Um, you know that people trust God's provision by how giving they are. This is kind of a uh, like a, a scale or something. Uh, it, the more someone trusts in God's provision, the more giving and generous and just that person is. The less somebody trusts in the kingdom, the less giving and the more uh, hoarding they are. Also, um, you could take this in forgiveness. Kids uh, forgive fairly quickly. And if you tell them, hey, Johnny said, you know, sorry to you, Evan, you need to forgive. Uh, and, and Johnny says, I'm sorry, Evan. That's pretty much it. They let go of that very quickly and they move on and that's how things are in the kingdom but in the world we watch these movies and everything that's all about revenge and we hold on to things for long long periods of time that basically destroy us and in the kingdom though 
it's all about forgiveness and letting go and and loving people today and and letting yesterday slide away and so um that's another way in which we trust god um, for me it's really hard to trust that god has forgiven me in a lot of ways i, I i'm always going back and taking my sins and the things that i've done and and holding on to say oh god that was so horrible you can't forgive me for that but the the less i let god forgive me uh the less forgiving i will be as a person and and so this is just like giving the more uh someone is able to forgive others the more they understand god's forgiveness for them and 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 forgiveness is all about trusting that god actually actually loves you trusting that god will forgive you so that trust is important for getting into the kingdom because that's how the kingdom operates that's not how the world operates the world doesn't the world gives a little and forgives a little but it's not the major theme of the world uh, and not the way everybody lives but in the kingdom that's how everybody lives and that's how everybody will live forever uh, by giving and forgiving and many other things. So trust is crucial to entering through that doorway, that liminal space from our world into the kingdom and being able to live in the kingdom while still being in the world really takes a lot of trust. Also, you notice that my grandsons were imitating me when I asked them to say, hey, how does this work? They imitate. Uh, tried to imitate what I was teaching them, what I was doing. And on the river, the same thing. When I would dip my hat in the water to cool off, uh, they also dipped their hats in the water and put, uh, put them on their heads to cool off because it was, it was pretty hot. They learn by imitation. That's, that's why Simon says it's such a great game for kids. And it's so hard for kids because they're not so much listening, they're watching what we do and, and what happens. So when you say Simon says, put your hands up, they'll put their hands up. But if you also go put your hands up, that's why it's so hard. They'll put their hands up without hearing the Simon says, because they're geared for imitation. And that's kind of people that Jesus wants for disciples, people who imitate. They're walking around with Jesus, the disciples. They're seeing what he does. They're seeing how he heals. They're seeing how he confronts evil. They're, they're seeing how he multiplies bread. And that's what they're going to be doing. And that's what they do as we continue in the church after the resurrection. They're healing. They're confronting evil. They're multiplying bread. And that's what the kingdom is about. Imitation. You know, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. And that's not easy in this world because if you imitate Jesus, you look crazy. You look out of step with reality. This is the modern age. You can't expect to do those things and actually survive in the world. <laughs> but that's what Jesus wants. And that's what the king is about, looking actually very crazy because you're playing Holy Simon Says or Holy Jesus Says 
while the rest of the culture is looking at you and mocking or thinking, how can anybody live that way? <laughs> and so imitation is important. Many of us feel like we've got it down, so we no longer imitate. We just go with what we've got. And, and I think this is one of the things that uh, I don't want in my life is to stop where I'm at and, and say, well, I'm, I'm going to heaven and I'm, I'm done uh, imitating or doing uh, the things of the kingdom. I think it frustrates me too when I see uh, Christians just kind of stop in their growth and make everything about something in their heads or something in their hearts rather than something in their whole being. Uh, and they refuse to any longer imitate the ways, the life of Christ. And finally, we need, uh, you can see uh, in this trip that curiosity is crucial. God loves people who have imagination, who are curious, who can enter the kingdom by looking for what's great, what surprises are around the bend. Uh, my grandkids were so curious, like what's coming up? What's gonna happen? How does the water feel? What does it see? What if I put the camera under the water? What if I look up under the bridge? Their curiosity was guiding them in, in understanding the world around them, the understanding the world of the river, the kingdom of the river, which is different from the, the land. And I, I think that for many of us adults, our curiosity has morphed into something where we are no longer looking for good or surprises or things that, that could go, uh, could make for love and justice. We're looking for things that are dangerous, things that, uh, things that are evil. So we protect ourselves on every side. We, we have insurances for everything because an act of God is actually something bad that could happen in our lives. And so if, if God acts, it's going to be bad and we need insurance or we need a savings account or we need to put aside a lot of toilet paper because if something really bad happens, we need to be prepared for that. And that's not the way of the kingdom. The kingdom is, what if God does something really good? What if God... Uh, uses his people to come in and, and, and support me and encourage me and, and give me what I need when, when, I'm, when I'm running out. Uh, what if uh, the Holy Spirit leads me to a place that is a blessing for those around me and, and for me? And kids are looking for that. They haven't experienced um, all this evil and bad, and so they're not looking for it. But as adults, we can't enter the kingdom. We will never enter the kingdom if we're afraid and we're looking for what could go wrong. If I go through this doorway into the kingdom, what's gonna get me on the other side? What's going to, what am I going to lose? Um, how is, is it going to cause me to suffer? And, and there is suffering in the kingdom. There is in the river. You're going to get wet. You're going to get cold. There's mosquitoes. There's... 
but there's so much more joy. There's so much more good. There's so much more life around you. And um, I think that's a huge thing for us adults. We have let go of our curiosity and imagination in terms of how God can be with us in this world in a way that's new and creative and how, um, how much he's with us and wants to show us the wonder of the kingdom. I think we often say, well, what if this goes wrong? Yeah, Dan, you're talking about trust and, and imitation and curiosity, but what if that doesn't work? What if that leaves me hurting and suffering? What if that leaves me broke or um, struggling? Or what if people reject me for that? What if I, I look crazy in front of those around me? See, that's an adult uh, perspective. What if things go wrong? But what if things go right? What if things go well? What if justice and mercy and compassion rule because of the way that you move into the kingdom because you've entered the kingdom? I've really been thinking in this study that, I don't know, this is just a thought in my head, but I'm wondering if you could be a Christian and not enter the kingdom of God. Are those separate things in our world? Being a Christian is saying, yeah, I'm, I'm trusting God to take me to, to heaven when I die. But I'm just going to live the same life as anybody around me. Basically, I'm going to be, I'm not going to cuss. I'm going to be a little nicer. And I'm going to tell a few people about Jesus. Um, but I'm not going to live some radical Christian Jesus life. I'm not going to go that way. And... Um, I lost my thought. Anyway. So, brothers and sisters, little children, trust God. Trust Him in the things that seem crazy to you. Things about forgiveness and provision and love that seem crazy in this world. They don't work because this world doesn't function that way. Trust God in that. Jump into the water. We need to do, find a new way also of imitating Jesus. That's why I love St. Francis. I love Francis of Assisi so much because he took, in his era, he took the Gospels and he says, you know, I'm just going to try to, I'm just going to try to do this. I'm just going to go live in a weird gospel way, walking around with a bunch of other guys, just like Jesus did, caring for the poor, praying for healing, preaching, and, and, and that's what I love about him. We need a new version of that. Whatever it is, we need a new version of creativity and life that, that imitates Jesus in our day and age, because Going to church and sitting there and listening to sermons and living our middle-class life is not imitating Jesus' way of life. It's, it's just not. And so I think we could benefit by this. And, and maybe this is our way of life is keeping us out of the kingdom. Even though we, we're Christians, we might not be entering God's kingdom. 
And finally, be curious. Look around. Here, look around at everything around. Look what Dan's doing. He's, he's using a ladder <laughs> to film himself for a sermon in his backyard. I, well, you know, I'm always curious. Where's Ryan's notes? And, and, and what's the perspective he's going from? Who's, who's there? Who's watching him? Um, be curious. What is the water like? What's, where does the river go? I have no idea where the river goes, but let's go with it. Let's go there. All right. Thanks for going on this adventure with me, Restoration. Uh, peace. I love you. And enter the kingdom and be little children. Amen. <laughs> hey guys, so we're done with the trip. How was it? It was good. It was I think good. it was really fun. Yeah? What did you like most about it? Uh, Getting hit by the rapids. Yeah, the rapids. Were rapids. Really cool. Did the boat hold up? Yeah. Yep. Did. And uh, see any treasures or anything? Yeah, the waterfall that we and saw. And that I think cool was a treasure. tree that had another tree that fell over from it. Yeah, some of the trees and the waterfalls. I liked some of the smiles on some of the people seeing us go down the river. Yeah. All right. Any other questions? <laughs> any thoughts? <laughs> Say, cowabunga! Cow